Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. suffering for the reward of his suffering. I don't know if you've seen the passion, but for the reward of the suffering, you can take a seat, God bless you. Um, I, I think, can I say something prophetically right now before I just do a simple gospel message? For the reward of his suffering, I think the church needs to realize that we need to accelerate his purposes and plans throughout our community, in your workplace, amongst your own family. Even myself, I had my brother saved in this church. It was just a a crazy thing. He was far from God. He was very antagonistic every time I raised the question, but he got saved about four years ago in this service. And uh, my other brother came too, and he went through an altar call. It's typically what we do at the end of a service. We give people an opportunity to give their life to the Lord. And he was sitting there sweating, 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 and uh, he, he didn't get up. He, we got back at my place and uh, around lunch, he said, what was that? I said, well, that was you wrestling with God. That's all I can say. That's the Holy Spirit on you and you wrestling with God and you decided, no thanks, but he's after you, Andrew. He wants to save your soul and he's the lover of your soul and he's the lover of your sister, your brother, your mother, your father and your children Great love he has for them. And the, 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 the sooner we get used to that, despite our grievances, despite our, uh, our, our, you know, our dispositions towards people, God wants to save our enemies. God wants to save our family. Neil Joseph, our prominent artist on the Central Coast, uh, one of our great artists, Ken Duncan, is his, uh, also, I always mention, mention them in the same um, uh, line because they are two one of our great Christian, I say Christian artists on the Central Coast whose work goes out all over the world. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Neil Joseph. His gallery is at Terrigal if you need to uh, look at his wondrous works that sell internationally. That is a work of art. That is something spectacular that deserves more than $7,000. I'm with, I'm with others that it, it's, it's beyond, beyond. So, Phil and Julie, you heard my wife. We welcome you to church. We welcome you to the presence of God. Can I just tell you something? This is a lot busier than our usual services. There's a lot more energy maybe in this morning. Um, although we do get excited and, um, but there's a lot of energy I know this morning. We are very, we are very sincerely um, overjoyed of what this sacred day means. This is probably the most important religious day that Jesus has indeed risen. We believe in a Christianity where Jesus has risen and he sits at the right hand of the Father and the Bible says he intercedes for you and I. He's praying for you and your family. But this morning, I would love to just simply give the gospel 
and, uh, and, and we're going to lift this up as a prayer to our community. We're going to speak and proclaim the gospel. I'm going to do it, man, I'm going to try and do it in a matter of 10, you know, 12 minutes. And, um, and, and we're going to lift that up and we're going to pray that this gospel goes out to the Central Coast. 320,000 people you live around and we're going to believe that, that Jesus is the answer to the plight, to the heartache, to all the troubles. Frank's in hospital and one of our good guys helped pioneer this church. He's in Gosford Hospital, had an operation last night, Frank Flannery, and uh, Jesus died for him, for that, for that gallstone, kidney stone, is it? And, uh, and Lord, we lift up all the people in our hospitals, Gosford and Wyong, but we lift up the people in our suburbs and all the people that surround us. We lift them up to you and pray that this gospel message would go out to them. So the hope that we have today is in the risen Lord. Um, quote here, it says, Easter says you can put truth in a grave, but it won't stay there. It won't stay there, says Clarence W. Hall. And we've heard some amazing stories of late. Noah, and uh, we know the, the Red Sea was parted, and, um, you know, great, the, Jer the walls of Jericho were, were but there's the, the greatest work that God ever did on the planet was the cross of Calvary, amen? That is the greatest event that has ever happened in the universe, that Christ, that God's own Son, paid this dear price for our sin. So Good Friday is remembering, you know, what humanity can be like, that Good, uh, I guess Good Friday and Saturday is remembering the violence and the, and the crime and the worst, most ugly nature of humanity. And that, and that came against Jesus. It despised him and mocked him and spat on him. We don't want you. We don't want your salvation. And they crucified him. Do you know what I'm saying? But on Sunday, Sunday is the end of this journey where he has risen. And this great light and this great hope has been birthed on the planet. It's one thing to refuse Jesus, but it's another thing to despise him. And our world has this history of turning its back on Jesus, turning its back on this great gift. Sin is a problem that separates us. Sin is our problem. It's our shortfalling. It's our shortfalling. We're not perfect, but God is. And even if you've just so good, so wonderful, but even just that one sin, you're corrupted, amen? And there's only one who never sinned, and that was Jesus, amen? Romans 3.23 says, so I'm building a case and I want you to agree with me that this is correct, what I'm saying. And we're gonna offer this to heaven. We're gonna offer this into the heavenlies over the central coast and declare that this gospel is truth and then we're gonna believe that this gospel will have its way in our community, amen? So can we do that? Can we do like a court case? Can we do like, this is God's, this is God's ruling on the subject about salvation, and by the way, being a goody two-shoes will not get you to heaven. Being nice will not get you to heaven. There's been a crime performed in the very beginning, the original sin, Adam and Eve. That sin, that violation against God is through us. 
and we are corrupted as humanity, amen? Romans 3.23 says, for all, I'm gonna quote some scriptures now. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there needs to be an atonement made, not by religion, but by God, a loving God, Jesus our Savior. And if we're honest, we all have to admit that we've all done something wrong. It's called sin, and we feel ashamed about it. Without acknowledging this, we can eventually harden our hearts, and we see that. But God is still reaching out to those people that we know who mock us for going to church and believing in Jesus. God is still reaching out to them. He's tough. He can handle that mocking. He can handle that. He's still reaching out to them, so don't ride them off. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sin actually makes you feel unclean. What can wash your sin away? Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen? The cross is central to our Christianity. The cross is central to our Christianity. So Jesus becomes the doorway the doorway through repentance. We've got to go through Jesus. You can't go around Jesus. You can't just say he's a good teacher, a good man. You've got to go through what Jesus done for you on the cross. He bared his life. He spent his life. John 10, 9, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. What's this pasture about? You know the scriptures, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I like to think he's the lover of my soul. He's the lover of your children's soul. He's the lover of your husband's soul. He's the lover of your wife's soul. Isn't that beautiful? He's your shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still quiet waters. I don't know about you, but I love peace. Do you love peace? Who loves chaos? Who loves peace? All the hands go up. Everyone loves peace. He restores my soul. Who's broken? Who's fragmented? Who's been betrayed? Who's been abused? People are fragmented. People get restored through the gospel. It's a beautiful thing. He guides me in paths of righteousness. You feel like you're on the right way. You feel like God's smiling on you. You feel like God's pleased with you. You're not ashamed. You're not hanging in the shadows. You're not dodging and weaving him. Is God going to be there? I don't want to be there if God's going to be there. God's in the house this morning. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. His presence comes around us. It's a beautiful thing to send your children off to school and know God's presence surrounds them. It's a beautiful thing when your wife goes to work, His presence surrounds them, isn't it? It, it, it's not good if you just go to a church on Sunday and do religion and then walk away from God, walk out of the presence, and you've got to battle through life by yourself. No, this is about the presence of God. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. I love this stuff. Your rod and your staff. So I'm, I'm speaking this scripture over you and your family. Is that all, all right? I'm speaking it out into the community. I'm speaking it into the heavenlies, and I'm declaring by the written word that Jesus is our way unto salvation. I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff. He will protect you, he sure will. They comfort me, he sure will. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. We are anointed. Look at Evan Hall standing up, he anointed. Look at the smile on him, look at the life in him. That's the anointing. You can be dead or you can be alive. 
We will not excuse our aliveness. We will not dumb this down. I know some churches dumb it down and they want you to creep around sacrilegiously, but we are loud and proud. And that's why the Spirit-filled church is growing worldwide. We can show our colors. We can show our giftedness as we did on Good Friday when the talent and the giftedness and all that was collided with a great outreach and we blessed all the peoples. The fullest house we've had probably in a couple of years. I love it. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You need to get your family into the house of God. It's the most blessed place for you to be healed, restored and blessed. From that, people sing out in Isaiah 12, 1. In that day, you will say, I will praise you. That's what we did this morning. Wasn't it great to see the children here? I will praise you, O Lord. Even the children are crying out. Because the Bible says in Psalms, out of the mouth of babes, he has ordained praise. It's a sad thing when people can't praise God. They've been shut down, constrained, and they've been hurt and trouble to the point where they can't raise that praise. But children do because they're innocent. And God wants to give you your innocence back. Amen. In that day, he will say, I will praise you, O Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Is that true? With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. What's that? It's coming to church and worshiping Him, reading the Bible, and you're drawing out from the wells of salvation. In that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Make known among the nations. That's what Garth and Jamie is. They've been saying Garth and Jamie, but I bet the people still don't know who they are. Stand up, Garth and Jamie. Pastor Garth and Jamie. Garth is a full-time minister of the gospel. He presides over East Africa with the C3 uh, Global Church, and uh, he does a humongous, not only is he executive pastor of this church, but he presides over East Africa, and he presides over the universe, I think, too. He's just a busy guy. In that day, you'll say, give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, make known among the nations. Why don't we make known among even our workmates this year, amongst our suburbs, what He has done. Proclaim what His name has done. Sing to the Lord, for He has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud, sing for joy, people of Zion. What has salvation done? It's forgiveness of our sins. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. He's removed that veil. He's removed that blockage. He's re all of a sudden, you feel like, man, I I'm forgiven. The, the, the biggest thing I think he does for us and the greatest need we have is our forgiveness. He satisfies our hunger for forgiveness. Jesus said in Mark 7, 20, 23, 23 sin makes us unclean. Until you come to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, you feel unclean. If you're sick, you go to a physician. Frank did, he's in hospital. When you feel spiritually unclean, you come to Jesus, amen? And he restores that relationship back to God. Jesus does. Can I say this to you again? Our friends and family, everyone, their greatest need is not a new car, is not a new house, is not a bigger wage package. It's this, it's their sins forgiven, amen? And the second thing he gives us through salvation is freedom. Jesus said in John 8, 34, I'm nearly done. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. People have propensities, leanings. They're missing the target. They can't live their best life. They have addictions. Some people are addicted to worry. Some people are addicted to fear. Some people are addicted to all sorts of things, even drink, drunk, 
uh, drugs and alcohol. But Jesus says, John 8, 36 says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Our boss, Pastor Phil Pringle, who pioneered this whole movement now that's all over the world, he says in his book, Dead for Nothing? Question mark. He says, what the cross has done for us. Seven things he says the cross has done for us. The cross has set us free from sin. It's set us free from sickness. It's set us free from the devil. It's set us free from poverty. Thank you, Pastor Julie, for that giving message. Set us free from the curse of the law. It's set us free from ourself. <laughs> and it's set us free from this world. Romans 6.14, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. The third thing that salvation gives you. So the first thing, you've been forgiven. The second thing, what was the second thing? Your freedom, your freedom from all those things that hold you bound. The third thing, His Spirit comes to live inside you. God offers not only this forgiveness of, of, of our sins, and he gives, us, he gives us His Holy Spirit. And so when someone gives you a gift, I bet this morning when you got your egg, you opened it and you just loved it. Some people don't open this gift. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit and it's the most amazing gift you could ever personally know about. It's this. It's the difference between religion and doing the Spirit-filled life. It's embracing the presence of God. So here it is. The Holy Spirit given you at salvation will allow you to be sensitive to God, to please Him, but this is what I love, to change. The Holy Spirit will give you the ability to change your life for good, John 14, 16. And I'll ask the Father and He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him for He lives with you and He will be around you, amen? Is that awesome? The freedom He gives is the freedom to know God. He removes that barrier. I said that. As far as the east from, is from the west, your sins have been removed. Freedom to love. We love because He first loved us. 1 John 4, 19. The, the wife, you've been wanting to love. Well, I should say it the other way. It's always the other way. Husband, you've always wanted to love your wife the way you should. Wives said amen. And wives should love their husbands. That love is only through God. Amen. You will come to the end of your humanity to love people as much as you need to love them. So the Bible says we love because He loved us. And when we look at that cross, we understand God's great love. When the Spirit of the Lord comes on the inside of us, we experience that love and we're able to give that love away. We're able to serve, we're able to love others, and we're able to do all this crazy stuff by reaching out to our local community and to others and stop living a self-centered life. The other thing was freedom to change. Some people would say, you, you are what you are. That's it, you can't change. But the Holy Spirit can give you freedom to change. In fact, Paul says in Galatians 5.22, you can begin to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that is what our Christian hope is built on. It's built on the very nature of God. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Our hope is grounded in the character and the actions of God. It is not unfounded optimism or merely the power of positive thinking. Amen? No. In the Bible, the Bible says our hope is connected to God. Psalm 71 verse 5. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord. 
Psalm 130, verse 7. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. C3 Tugra, Wyom, Central Coast. Put your hope in the Lord. With the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. And we encourage people to build their life on that hope, the certainty of God's promises. The promises are reliable. He doesn't forget. He doesn't change His mind. He doesn't fail. He doesn't fail to deliver. He is faithful. Psalm 89, paraphrase. You establish your faithfulness in heaven itself. You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. I'll say it again. You establish your faithfulness to our friends and family, to the Central Coast, to my husband and wife, to, to my children. You establish your faithfulness. He is rock steady. He is not going to go away. You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. And in the New Testament, it says it like this lastly, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, let's all stand, and peace as you trust Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is the gospel. We lift that gospel up to you, God. Lord, we pray that the gospel would go out, that people would be forgiven of their sins, that great freedom would come upon their life. Lord, that they would be able to be separated from those those devices those habits those patterns of life that hold them bound Lord right now I pray for deliverance through Jesus and Lord I pray for the Holy Spirit to come right now just close your eyes if you could please maybe you're in the house this morning Pastor Garth got saved on Good Friday 14 years ago I believe maybe maybe it's your turn this morning We've only got a couple of moments left, but it would be, it, it wouldn't be right. It would be amiss of me not to do a salvation. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.